0: You are listening to The Father's House Podcast, located in Owensboro, Kentucky. For more information, visit thefathershouseky.com. Hi, good morning, everyone. Oh, I'm so honored to be with you today. I just wanted to... um, first of all start, if you accepted the Lord today as your Savior and you wanted to turn from the way that you were living to God's way, we have an excellent resource for you. It's called the New Believer's Handbook. We actually have it out there in the lobby at the welcome desk. And if you are learning how to disciple people and you'd want to know what does the Bible say about how to lead someone to the Lord, how to learn how to hear the voice of the Lord, this is an excellent resource. You can even do it with your teenagers. I highly recommend it. So I just want to make sure that we are equipping, right? We want to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry because we're all called to ministry. Amen? Amen. Well, if you don't know me, my name is Faith Harrelson and I'm on staff here as a discipleship pastor. And I'm so honored to be with you today. Pastor Mike and Maddie are on vacation. They are resting. Everyone needs rest. Amen. Especially for people who carry the weight that they can carry in ministry and we're so thankful and honored to have them in our lives and I am excited for them to be refreshed and to come back and regenerated and ready to go and rejuvenated and ready to launch out into what God is doing here in this house and in this city and I believe that God has given me a fresh word in my heart for myself and also just to release it for you uh, because I was spending time with the Lord this week Pastor Mike asked me at the beginning of the week He said, would you preach? And I I always get a little stressed out by the thought of releasing something that is not even in my own ability to do, right? Have you ever gotten stressed out about something that you have to do and you know God is using you to do it, but there's still like this, a little bit of anxiety attached to it, like in the responsibility and the overwhelming feeling of having to produce something, but we know that it's not in our own strength, but in Christ's strength, that we are able to release what actually he, has already on the inside of us given to us he has already given us a word to release to people and I just want to encourage you I feel this strongly in my heart that you already have a word for someone that's in your life right now that God is already giving you the words to say in due season for that person who needs encouraging that it's not me it's not Pastor Mike it's not Pastor Daryl it's not all of our leadership that gets up here that's called to the work of the ministry we're all called to the work of the ministry. And I know there's at least one person in your life that you can touch. If you have one person in your life that you know God can use you to minister to them, raise your hand. Yes. So look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to do the work of the ministry amen amen well we've been speaking if it's your first time welcome you may have never seen a woman in the pulpit before but welcome to the father's house i am a woman and i believe god can use anybody he can use a teenager to get up here and speak the oracles of god amen yes amen So we've been speaking on knowing your enemy and Pastor Mike our first week, just to recap for you a little bit. He spoke about how the enemy uses offense and bitterness to come in and attack us and to operate from that place so that we aren't free and operate in a healthy way. He also talked about busyness, how we get busy and we allow the enemy to distract us from our purpose because there's all these things around us that we could be doing. And yes, you can do all of those things, but could we do all those things well? And is, is it really what God has asked us to do in this season? And this week, I want to share with you on how the enemy distracts us from our purpose by coming into our mind. Have you ever had thoughts that don't align with the word of God? Yes. Maybe you're in a season right now where you're questioning your purpose and I can speak from experience on this. I'm actually still walking this out. You know, I hear people say the midlife crisis and I can understand that, but I'm asking the Lord to give me a midlife awakening. I'm in my 40s now. I'm wanting to make sure that I'm fulfilling what all God has asked of me and spoken in years previously. And I want to be intentional in this next run. They say in your 40s like you'll get to do the best work that you do because of all the wisdom now and the bad experiences and the bad decisions you've made, then you're actually in this season and you're still healthy and you're still strong. Like, I want to do what God has asked me to do and I want to do it well. And so I am encouraging you today to just listen for just a few minutes, get a couple of pieces in your tool belt so that you can, when you get distracted from questioning your purpose and what God has asked you to do in all seasons. You're wondering what college you go to. You're wondering what to do when your kids leave college. Maybe you are questioning a job that you want. And the enemy wants everything to distract you from God's plan. Because God's plan is higher. His ways are higher. His plan is higher. It's much better. Look at your neighbor and say, God's way is much better. Yeah, and the enemy, all he does is wants to take you out. He wants to take you out of God's plan so that you won't be strong so that you won't minister to people, so that you won't encourage people, so that you won't fulfill the work that God has for you. And today, I'm gonna share some tools for you that are gonna help you not get distracted from your purpose. And I'm gonna call it Blindsided because the enemy, he wants to blindside us when we are weak. But the Bible says when we are weak, God is strong. But sometimes it it can get where we forget about what God's saying and we get blindsided. And blindsided actually means it's an attack from an unexpected position. And some of those moments when you are questioning things, and I think, don't get hear me wrong, I think it's great to question, God, what is it that you want in this season? God, what is what is the job that you want? It's okay to question your purpose. Don't hear me wrong. But it's not okay to allow the enemy to come in and bring thoughts that cause you to question what God has said to you, what he said about you, what he said that you're gonna do, what he said about your family, what he said about what all the things that have added up to this point, that that is not okay and what he wants to do is blindside us. But today I want to talk about ways that you can stay on course so that you are not blindsided in your mind that you are causing the enemy to question everything that God has said about you. Um, and my main passage of scripture I wanna talk from is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse one through six. Let me just pray for a minute. Father, I thank you, Lord, that I am just a vessel and that you are flowing in and out of me and flowing freely to speak to hearts today. God, open up minds and hearts and ears and eyes to see, God, what you are truly all about and you, what you have destined and purpose for each person, God. I thank you for destinies that are arising in this place today I thank you for minds to being altered to get back on track for what you're saying over people's lives God I thank you father they they turn from the wicked way and they follow the straight and the narrow way God that is the righteous way I thank you father for righteousness to rise in this place God and that father that whatever is distracting whatever is causing depression and anxiety and fear and everything that's not of you I say father that it stops and we take captive every thought or imagination that exalts itself above you today in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. So we're going to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 through 6, and I'm reading from the NIV this morning. It says, by the humility and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you, I, Paul, who am timid when face, face, when face to face with you, but bold towards you when away. I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect." to be towards some people who think that we live by the standards of the world so the people that are living by the standards of the world for though we live in the world we do not wage war as the world does the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world on the contrary they have divine power Our thoughts have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive. Everybody say take captive. Take captive every thought to make it obedient. Everybody say obedient. obedient. To Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. So taking captive means take control. Control that we say to the devil, I am not letting you take control. You do not have place in my life. And that comes along with four things that I'm going to talk about today. But the first thing I want to talk about is cars Uh, if you're a man in the room a husband he was a mechanic for a long time and now he just does cars as a hobby and he helps people out and I don't know a thing about cars so I'm going to really try to talk from his knowledge today his head knowledge because I don't know anything but as I was praying and asking the Lord to show me a picture because that's the way the Lord speaks to me he always gives me a picture and then I, I get more revelation as I ask him to show me more of what he's saying and he showed me a picture of a car and I had to make sure I went to see if I said, what is the main functioning part of a car? I thought was the engine, but I just make it sure because I don't know anything about a car. And he said, it's the engine faith. And I began to think about, as we are all, I just want to picture yourself as a car. I want you to think about what you're driving here, what's on the inside of you, how you operate, what is it that makes you tick? Because God has designed each and every one of us differently and uniquely. What's so beautiful about you is you're going to reach so many people this way because you are created this way. And what's going to be so cool about you is you're going to reach the people that are in your world that they know, that they trust, because people don't want to hear somebody that they don't know, that they don't trust. They're not going to grab a hold of what they're saying. And so I want you to just picture yourself as a vehicle, and the heartbeat is the engine of the car. It's your heart. How we are aligning ourselves with what God is saying, and we're feeding our heart what God is saying that helps us run. And so when I began to think about this, the Lord kept saying the word alignment, that we need to align ourselves. And I remember when I was in my 20s and I didn't have a husband to take care of my car, I was so nervous. One time my car starts shaking all of a sudden. Have you ever had your car shake out of an alignment? And it started to go this way. And I thought, what is going on with my vehicle? I didn't know anything about it. And I realized that my time tires needed to be rotated I hadn't done that probably for a long long time I didn't know how and I lived in New York you didn't trust anybody you took your car somewhere you walk out five thousand dollar bill in New York City so I didn't want to take my car I never serviced my vehicle so when I moved here the first thing that I met Steve as a friend in that moment and he said your cars are slick as what did you say Slick as glass. Slick as glass. I had no idea what that meant. He said, I don't even know how you got here. I did not know how to service my car. And I think sometimes in life... We don't know how to service and keep ourselves in alignment, right? But God has given us the tool, the word of God to keep in alignment today. And so as we walk through this, I'm going to continue to refer back to that car. And you know, when it gets in alignment, so here I was in my vehicle and the strips along the side of the world, word, you know, the bumps, I don't even know what they're called, but you go over those rumbling strips and all of a sudden I had to pull over and stop my car. I could not get where I was going because I had not taken care of my wheels, I had not kept my car aligned, and everything else was totally falling apart. And here I was, not able to get to my destination. And I believe sometimes in life, we let the enemy come in and give us these thoughts, right? These thoughts of, I'm not good enough. I'm not gonna be able to do all that God's called me to do. It just looks impossible. And we begin to, in our vehicle, that who we are created God to be, who he's designed us to be, what he's designed us to do, we begin to question. I can't do that. And our car ourselves starts going off to the right and it becomes out of alignment to what god has said about us and have you ever been there before where you begin to question and you felt off aligned and you're like, okay. And I was talking to Katrina and our staff today and she said, oh, my car has those beep, 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 Get back on, get back on the road. You know, when you go on the side, I said, I would love for my car to have that. And she said, it's kind of like the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit, when we get back on these on these moments where we get off and we get unaligned, then the Holy Spirit's saying, get back on. You can do it. I believe in you. You have me. Trust me. Know me. See me. I've got all things for you. I have a plan and a purpose for you. If you will stop questioning everything that the enemy is wanting, we listen to the voice of the Lord and the voice of a stranger we don't follow, that we get back on in our alignment. So I'm going to move on. So the first thing of how we cannot afford the devil to cause us to question, you say, well, how do I do that, Faith? And today I'm going to give you some tools. Uh, The first one is acknowledge what God has said about you and say yes to his plan stop questioning and remind yourself what God has spoken to you. And you can put the this, uh, this slide of the car manual. I began to think about the car, and I began to think about the car manual that's in our, mine's not a 2020, mine's a 20, 2009 uh, Buick Enclave. But there's the owner's manual, and we just throw it in the glove box, right? And we never look at it. And sometimes in life, our, our roadmap to life is the Bible, and sometimes we just don't take the time to see what it says about us, how we operate, what we're supposed to do in situations, and it's all right there for us in his word. It says in Ephesians 2.10, it says, even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works that we would do to fulfill it. God, our knew how you were created at the very beginning. He knew exactly where you were going to be in this moment, at this time, for this season of life. And he's already planned your purpose for you. It says also in Romans 8, 28 through 29, it says, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who've been called to fulfill His designed purpose. Everybody say, designed purpose. For he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. So, how do we share the likeness of his son? By making sure that we're not questioning our purpose, we get in and we read the manual. Amen. We get in and we say, What does it say about this situation? Well, it says that he's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If I don't know what direction to, to to go, he says that. He is the good shepherd. I shall not want. He's providing for you. What is it that you came into this place wanting to get an answer for? Because we all have things that we're questioning in life. God, when is the timing going to happen? When is my job? When am I ever going to have enough money to do this? And God is saying, open the manual and see what I say about it. And then when you open it, read it and begin to think on it, right? Because when we think on what his word's saying, we're meditating on it. It means to utter, mutter, and repeat. So when we get it in our head, we get it in our heart. And then what comes out of our mouth? The word of God. What God is saying, not what your is saying, not what your friend is saying, not what social media is saying, not what TikTok is saying. Can I just sit there for a minute? If your kids are on TikTok, delete it. We had a situation happen with a young girl that was an experiment to make wax, and it actually blew up in her face. Social media, if you are allowing the thoughts to come in, they will begin to be beliefs. Beliefs will begin to be actions. And all of that is just what the enemy wants to use to blindside you to think, oh, I'll just try it. You know, the grass is always greener on the other side. But no, the Lord said, taste and see that I am good. He didn't say, eat the apple, because you know what happened in the garden? They were deceived. God's saying, no, eat the word of God. Get it in, get it in your thought, get it in your heart and begin to walk and operate in it. Number two, don't take a detour. End detour, everybody say end detour. When I come on a detour with my car, it's very frustrating. It slows me down. I did the other day, I don't even remember, Parish has that detour. And I was like, "Ah, I got to get somewhere. I got to be on time. I got five minutes. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to detour and slow you down. Slow your purpose down. Slow your family down. Slow everything down in your life so that you are not doing what God has asked you to do. But you can eliminate that easily. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says in 1 Peter 5 8 through 11, it says, Keep a cool head. I love this version. It's in the message translation. It says, Stay alert. In other versions, it says, Stay vigilant, be on guard. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping, off guard. He wants you to take the detour. He wants you to take the U-turn, the easy way out, right? Because you're like, I got to go down to to 54. I could just take this U-turn. But it's really dangerous to take that U-turn on 54. I've done it before. I'll never do it again. Uh, People are flying now at 75 miles per hour, And you flip around and do that U-turn that you're not supposed to be doing. That's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to get on his course, his danger road, so he can pounce on you and take you out. You don't want that. You do, not want to, you do not want the devil to catch you napping. It says you're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. We're all in this together, people. We all have things coming at us. So if you're in that season where you're like, I just want to take the high road, you think. The grass is greener on the other side. You might want some wise counsel for somebody around you. I call my friend all the time. I'm like, hey, is this really good that I'm thinking this? Or do you think that I should make this decision? Here are all my, here's what you can do. You can take all your goods in making your decision, all the positives. Then you can say all the cons, all the negatives. Like, hey, this is how it's going to affect me. And then go to somebody who has got wise counsel in your life and say, hey, I've weighed all my options out here. This, if I take this job, this is what it's going to cause, but this could happen. And then you all pray about it and ask them to help you. Like, that's what it says here. We're all going through things all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ Eternal and glorious plans they are, will have put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Everybody say, Last word. The devil has not gotten the last word of your life. You've come into this place and you say, I'm just starting over. Well, praise God. The devil has not had the last word. You're starting over, it's a new beginning. It's great get on the path get in your car that God's created you to be you know what you might need to retire that old car send it to the junkyard you get in the car that God has called you to be. Who cares what people have said? Who cares about your past? Your past is your past. It says, forget what is behind and press forward to the mark of the upward call in Christ Jesus. We got to let the past stay in the past and not keep bringing up, well, I used to be this way. I used to do this. The enemy, here he goes. You used to go out and do those things. Well, sure I did, but I'm not doing it anymore. For God has a plan for me, a plan to prosper me and not to harm me, to give me a hope and a future. And I'm not going to live in the past anymore. I'm not doing it. So good for you. Get in your car and begin to drive. Get in your car and realign it. And if you've been out of alignment, you say, you know, I haven't been having my quality time with the Lord. I have been really struggling in that area. Okay, well, get back in. Get on track. It's not hopeless. And if you don't know where to start every day of the month, June 6, read Psalm 6, Proverbs 6. That's just where you start. It's easy. Get a new believer's handbook. Read one question a day. It'll help you get on track. It also says in Psalms 4, verse 23 through 27, it says, Set your gaze on the path before you. With fixed purpose, look straight ahead. Ignore life's distractions that are around you, right? Ignore them. Watch where you're going. Stick to the path of truth. That's so good. Stick to the path of truth. Not what... People are telling you, stick to the path of truth and the road will be safe and smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked for even a moment or take the detour that leads to darkness. Wow, I didn't even know it said that in there. That's so good. It just wrapped right around for my detour thing. I love it when the Lord does that. Do not get off the track of the truth. The truth will set you free, amen? The truth will set you free. Get in the truth. Number three, I think another way the enemy will cause you to be distracted from your purpose is by comparison. Yeah, really easily. As a mom, I'm always comparing myself. I'm having to learn to like, ooh, die. Comparison die. Comparison die. Um, Even as just somebody who's speaking like, Pastor Mike does it so much better than me. Why am I up here? I don't know what I'm doing. Stop comparing. God's created me to be this way. I say it this way because he's created me this way. I am a friend this way because God's created me that way. And you can put up, I drive a 2009 uh, Buick Enclave. This is my beauty. Uh, I actually got in a car accident about seven years ago and broke my arm and they said because I was driving that car, I know that the Lord saved me and protected me, but they said the car helped save my life. And um, so I went and bought another one. I said, Steve, find me another one. And this beauty's got 188,000 miles on it. And this car, we haven't had a ton of problems with this vehicle. And we've actually been shopping for a new vehicle. Because I'm like, oh, a Tahoe would just be fabulous. I love the look of a Tahoe. And then, you know, the Highlander looks like a good car. in my husband's the mechanic. So he's told me, you know, you don't want a Nissan. He says, don't buy a Nissan. So he's telling me all the things not to get. So here I am shopping. And I came to this place like, this car has been fully aligned. This car is fully maintenance. It is doing what this car has been serviced to do. And it's going to keep going for another 50,000 miles, I believe. Because I don't drive this car that often. And it can keep on going. Now, I could easily look and say, oh, well, they've got a new Tahoe. Look at that. Uh, I was with a teenager, my friend's teenager, the other day. And they're asking for a Tesla the version X, the $100,000 car. I put it up there because I was like, wow, I want to look this up. (laughs) And I said, this is a funny side note. Can I tell a funny story really quick? So I was with her. She's um, 11. And she said, yeah, I told my dad I want a Tesla X. I said, Steve said, do you know how much that car is? $100,000. She said, yeah. Dad said he'd buy me whatever car I had. But there was a stipulation. I said, what's the stipulation? She said, Fifi, you know that truck that's in town, that's got that man wrapped around it with a shirt off? And he petting a bunny. I said, no, I've never seen that before. She said, my dad said that he would buy me the Tesla X if he got his picture wrapped around my Tesla with this shirt off petting a bunny. And she said, I'll just, he doesn't know it, but I'm going to have him do it. And then I'm going to call Steve and Steve, you're going to take that wrapping off. And he said, no, it's three times the amount to take the wrapping off than it is to put it on. But anyway, I was just thinking about all these kids and comparing and wanting all these wants and is it really a need is it necessary and so I think in life we just compare ourselves so much to other people and what we think we need but really we don't what we really need is the creator letting us be who he's created us to be and for us to be okay with it like once we stopped shopping, I'm like, I'm totally content driving my Buick Enclave. It's got great ability. It holds all the kids that I need. It, will, it is dependable. It's reliable. It's exactly what we need in this season. And I was like, oh, wow, wow. We can take that money and use it somewhere else. So all those thoughts that you're thinking of comparison, you can take those thoughts and begin to align them with what God has in front of you instead of taking all this time. It took us so much time. We had to drive all over looking for cars. This was not my message, so I felt like I need to sit here for a minute with the Holy Spirit. We were driving everywhere, test driving all these cars, and it took so much time and shopping for cars online So much time we take in comparing us to other people. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, shopping for all those clothes because that person has that and I need that. Whatever it is that's distracting you from purpose by comparing. Take that time and energy and spend it with the creator. Because he's the one that's gonna show you how to take those thoughts and really hone in on what God is purposing for you in this season of your life. It says in Galatians 6, verse 4 through 5, it says, Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you've been given, and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself don't compare yourself with others each of you must take responsibility oh this is so good for doing the creative best that you can with your own life when people see the confidence in you and who God has created you to be they want to be around you they're like why why are you why are you so confident I want to I want to be like that with I want to have purpose like you do what God's created me to be so if you focus on you and not what everybody else is doing around you then people will start to be like hey can I be your friend or hey how are you doing this and then you could show them I'm sticking to the path of truth I'm sticking to what you say to me God I'm focusing in I'm being intentional I am spending it with you and what you say about me in number, oh, in Colossians three, verse ten through eleven, these are such great scriptures. If you're taking notes, you're gonna go back to these later this week and really meditate on them because I'm really rushing through this, and they're really meaty. Colossians chapter three, verse ten through eleven, it says, "For you have acquired new creation life." which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God in this new creation life. Here, listen to this. Your nationality makes no difference. Your ethnicity makes no difference. Your education makes no difference. Somebody said, you should go get your doctorate. I'm like, why would I get my doctorate? Because it looks good. I don't need to look good to have a doctorate. Like, I'm spending thousands of dollars on a doctorate. What am I getting the doctorate for? To have a good name for myself? No, my name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. My name is a child of God. I am his daughter, and I'm not going to do anything. That requires all this time and energy on something that is on my education. I am fully, okay, listen, I'm for education. I was an educator for a long time. I have my master's. Like, all those things are great, but is it what God is saying to you in the season of life? And you might might have a heart for it, but it might not be the timing for it. And the enemy's causing you to come in and question like, you should have went back to school. You should have done this. You should have done that. And then you're like off on the rumble strip again, turned over. Your car's already turned upside down. You got to take it to the junkyard and get a new car. And that's not even what God's intended for you. Amen. It also says your economic status. Some of the happiest people have just little because they've learned how to manage it well. Yeah, it's good. They have. Some of us need to get rid of all the clutter that has caused us to be distracted. Like, I would encourage you to go through your closet and just keep 20 outfits and get rid of everything else. It's really freeing. Yeah. <laughs> it's really freeing, right? It says here, it says, they all matter. They all, they matter nothing. They matter nothing. Look at your neighbor and say, they matter nothing. Yeah, it says, for it is Christ that means everything as he lives in every one of us. Isn't that good to know? Gosh, that gives me so much freedom to know that I can be like him. And not like what everything, all the clutter around. I don't have to be a certain nationality. I don't have to have all this money. I don't have to have all this education, all all these statuses that really it's the culture that's in the world, right? We don't have to, we're in the world, but we're not of the world, right? And the last fourth thing. So we've said, what have we said so far? We keep God's manual in front of us meditating on it day and night not just in our minds but in our heart and on our lips speaking it number two be careful of danger right be aware of the things that might distract us and eliminate us out they might take you out number three be who you are stop comparing yourself to others and number four speak and walk in peace you can show that fourth slide So uh, these used to be really popular, the GPS on your dashboard. Now we just use our phones. But I used to always get so annoyed when I'd already punched in the address of where I was going. And it kept saying, recalculating, 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 recalculating. And I think sometimes when we are so aware of what the enemy is trying to distract us from, like that. Recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. We've got to combat that with saying I have peace in the name of Jesus with our lips, with what we're saying. Because the enemy wants you to stop what you're doing and have to go back in and re-punch in the address. So that you sometimes you got to unplug that GPS system and plug it back in to recalculate. And that's time off the course that God has for you. And you've got to speak to the enemy and say, nope, that thought's not coming in. Sometimes when, when Steve's traveling for his job, there's like these thoughts that come in like, well, what happens if something happens to him? What are you gonna do? You don't even know the password to the safe. And I'm like, I gotta tell the enemy for you, for God has a plan for me. No, I send angels on charge. Thus he dashes foot against the stone. I thank you, Lord, that you are protecting him. If there's no weapon formed against me, that will prosper. So in those times that the enemy is trying to detour you from the plan and the purposes, you combat him and you say, go in the name of Jesus. Every thought I take captive, right? That Colossian scripture. Every thought I take captive and I cast it down now in the name of Jesus and I only think on things that are pure, lovely, sweet all those things we have got to get it on our lips and begin to tell the enemy nope there's no place for you in our life no place it says in 1 Corinthians fourteen thirty-three, for God is not the author of confusion it says in the New King James version but he's the author of peace it says in Philippians 4 4 through 8 I'm gonna just stop for a second. Friends of sinners, guys, I was over here and I heard the Lord say something to me. I just wanna speak to you for just a second. I cannot, it keeps coming back in my spirit. But I saw you guys in a bubble and you were in like this, this tunnel and there was fire all around you and you felt like in this season you're in this bubble, right, of protection being at Friends of Sinners and you're starting over again and as you are launched into your next destiny into your next purpose I saw that you think you're in the fire, the the tunnel of fire, but God said he's shooting you out of there and you're going to be popped and as you're popped you're going to fly and you're going to operate in freedom like you've never experienced before so what you're in right now is the bubble of peace. It's the bubble of protection. And so in these times, in this season right now, you dive into what God is saying. You dive in and you stay in that bubble until God releases you out. And then you'll know what to do in God. And as you rely on him, and you're going to fly to places you've never seen, you're going to do things that you've never done before. And that old car in the junkyard, God is going to bring a new car to you, a new vehicle, and you are going to be a new creation in Christ. And all things are passed away. And behold, all things, say all things for me, you guys, all things are going to become new to you. In Jesus' name, I felt that in my spirit. Philippians 4, 4 through 8, it says, Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing, but be saturated in prayer throughout each day. So not only do we speak to the enemy, but we speak the oracles of God as we pray and we ask the Lord. You know, somebody asked me this weekend, I was at a birthday party and they said, I just don't know how to talk to God. Like, what is the prayer? I know the like the Hail Marys and all these things. I was like, well, all I know is to talk to him, like to have communion communication with him like I would a friend. And she's like, I don't even know how to do that. I said, well, it's easy. Let's talk right now. Hey, how's it going, Eva? Good to see you. God's saying, hey, how's it going? What do you need to tell me about? I'm really having a difficult time with my daughter right now and she's struggling. Do you see how it's just relationship back and forth? It's just a conversation. It's so easy. That's what prayer is. It's so easy. The Father, he just wants you to crawl up in his lap and begin to talk to him and tell him your needs and your wants and what you want out of life and how you're distracted right now in these seasons. Maybe you're distracted. You're the one that's come in here and you said, my car's been in a ditch. My car's been on the side of the road. My life looks like this way and it needs to get this way. Crawl up into the Father's lap and begin to pray and say, Lord, I need you. Help me, Holy Spirit, show me, reveal to me what I need to do in order to make this happen. It says, be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled the um, prayer team can come on down and the worship team can come down as well. It says, then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Christ Jesus. He will make the answers known to you. It says in John 10, verse four through five, it says, when he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. And then it goes on to say in verse 27, verse 27, it says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So four things to keep you from being blindsided. Get your manual out and see what it says about you and begin to read it, begin to think on it, begin to believe it, begin to speak it and begin to act on it. Number two, be careful of danger. The enemy, he wants to. He wants to come in. He wants you to take a detour. Begin to eliminate the things that are distracting you. Clean out that closet. Whatever it is in your life that needs cleaning out. I am joking, but I'm being serious in the same sense. Whatever needs cleaned out to eliminate so that the enemy is not distracting you, clean it out. Maybe it's just your heart. Maybe it's the bitterness and the offense that Pastor Mike talked on on week one that needs to get cleaned out. Number three, be who you are and stop comparing yourselves to others. Just don't even think about it anymore. Let those thoughts of who everyone else says that you should be, let them go and begin to dwell on what God is asking you to be. And number four, speak and walk in peace. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Say no to confusion, follow peace, and shut the voices out so that we just hear his voice and the voice of a stranger we don't follow. If you want to stand with me today.